And we're back on draft night eve. Uh, what a night. There's there's a Bruins game going on. Our listeners are going to be able to tune in um, on the morning of the draft, get everything they need. Uh, we've done, we've gone through the full gamut. Earlier this week, if you missed it, uh, Maddie and I did a dueling mock draft. Um, we've had Alex, America's best friend, Alex Berthium on for uh, the last few months giving us um, his takes on players' hip fluid fluidity um, and, uh, and their their gait. Um, so uh, the, the doctor there, Alex, Maddie, what are you thinking heading into the draft? Uh, I've reached that point where I've been anticipating the draft so, so much that I, I want it. I do that thing where it's like your fantasy drafts. You're like anticipating, anticipating, and then it gets here. And now I've flipped over to the part where I'm wanting it to last longer. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like in that weird zone, but I'm, I'm actually excited for this one. I don't, I told you the other night I stopped kind of, I stopped enjoying watching it on ESPN because they're just so far behind. It's almost like they're in another, they're using technology. That's like 20 years outdated because everything on Twitter just laps it. Um, but I've made peace with that and I don't mind ruining for myself and then like waiting for it to actually happen. So um, I'm excited to watch this one. Whereas the last couple of years, I, I mean, I watched it, but I wasn't paying that much attention. I didn't care. There wasn't a lot of intrigue in the last couple of drafts. We kind of, you knew who the, I, I mean, last year there wasn't like a consensus first pick, but it also wasn't a quarterback. So yeah, um, it kind of takes some of the the appeal out of it. Yeah. Um, this uh, year, there's no consensus quite literally at all in the top five. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. It, it could go in a variety of different ways. And it, is only fitting that um, we enter this this realm here. With, uh, the person that is inspired by passion for the NFL draft um, and completing the the I don't know if it's a quadfecta how that works. Um, <laughs> but my oldest brother uh, Matt making his um, one night in Pinehurst podcast debut. Um, is this your first podcast in general, Matt? Mike, it is. And it's a pleasure to be here this evening with you, uh, Mike and Maddie. It's going to be a, a um, an interesting evening. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I look forward to some of the dialogue. And, you know, Mike, you asked me to kind of look at some of your picks. And, you know, per usual, you've screwed a bunch of them up. And, um, <laughs> you know, I think you have some good ideas. But, you know, by and large, you know, there are things that you just demonstrate your complete uh-huh. inability yeah um, and lack of knowledge and yeah. what puts together a good football program sometimes well, Gibby likes to uh I catch him wish casting what he hopes for because he sometimes he blurs the lines between reality and Madden sometimes time sometimes yeah. sometimes all the time yeah all the time yeah yeah only like <laughs> most of the time he has a hard time you went through a phase, Gibby, it was like two, three months ago when you were like getting ready to get ready to get excited about the draft, where yeah. you were just going through entire Madden seasons, no. not games, literally just to turn the roster over. No, I was just doing a uh, pro football focus um, mock draft simulators for yeah, did you, uh, so three did, months. It's I not as much. Do, the mock. do you pay for it? Because I wasn't able to do any trades. No, I don't pay for it. All you have to do is sign up for a free account, and you have the ability to do that and make the you trades. Told me that I would have been no. up. Yeah, you just have to email uh, validation. You don't need to actually purchase. I, I did, did purchase last year, but I did not well, purchase this year. Okay. Well, well, if I have to talk to Collinsworth, I'm out.
Well, Mike, as a um, Broncos fan, the draft is generally one of the highlights of your season, isn't it? <laughs> well, so I, I failed to say this at in the introduction, but um, my brother Matt is responsible for two things in my life. One is is Matt and Mel Kuyper were the only two people in the mid '80s that um, actually like kept lists of uh, college football players and people that might be entering the draft. Um, and that's and true. I remember, it is. And I remember mom and dad saying like, there used to be yellow legal pads underneath your bed. And like, you know, they're expecting a 17 year old boy to have other things. You had the legal pads and um, were crossing out, you know, Joe Montana and, and Dan Tiki Barber. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, so there's, there's that. And then also when I was about four or five years old for Christmas, I was gifted a um, John Elway jersey, and he was the first player I knew. And my oldest brother Matt was uh, the the one that is responsible for my Denver Broncos fandom. And oh. So he gave me the John Elway jersey that I wore proudly. Um, first player that I knew, and you know they were making the Super Bowl every other year. They weren't winning it; they were getting blown out by fifty points. But um, you know, so that that started it. And it never really stopped. And I think that's probably, I don't know, he's probably got a couple regrets in life, but that might be your biggest regret because you have to listen to text messages. And <laughs> I have an alternative view on it. I don't, most people in New England are all fans of the home team. There's not a ton of transplants here that would be bringing fandom from other parts of the country. So it's kind of refreshing that I've got somebody else that I can needle when things aren't going that well, which was, Unfortunately, all of last year, but well, the Peyton thing, well, I hated that you had to give that draft pickup. You are guaranteed not having a miserable 2023 football season because it's not possible. He's so, not. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm old enough to remember when the Patriots were lousy um, every year and they were, they were um, probably the, uh, the, the biggest joke organization in the in the nfl and i I give um the Kraft family and um bill parcells and drew bledsoe a a ton of credit in reestablishing the organization um but it it was tough to be a fan back in the 70s and 80s you had a couple years here and there but yep the the 70s and 80s were, were brutal um and it was um, it was definitely definitely a tough time to be a New England Patriots fan, and you know you learned how to be a fan of other teams because many times they were blacked out. So you oh, you yeah. would watch other teams, um, and, and you get to know them really well. The Giants were on probably more often than the Patriots were back then. Yes. Yeah, because we didn't get any Jets games. Yeah, all right. Well, so Gibby, you can stay being a fan of the Broncos. We got a big showdown this year. We have a nice little Pats Broncos showdown coming up. It's going to be a fun one. We'll have to get out to Denver. Um, (laughs) And uh, so, Matt, you teased it already. Um, There, there there's some things we screwed up here. Um, What were your your we we we? Well, I gave him I gave him one that I edited too so i made yeah. some changes oh, um, oh the original one we did okay yeah yeah uh, well because we had tyree wilson going 19 because we thought we had drafted him already um so i couldn't I, that made too many 
errors. So you are going to be able to see all of the mock drafts, myself, Maddie's, and um, our, our dueling mock draft on the website tomorrow morning, uh, in addition to this, this podcast. So you'll be able to, to follow along in the morning. But Matt, what was the one that you're like, no, this is never happening. You're out of your mind. Well, I, I thought you... Um... You did a nice job. As an Alabama football fan, you went Alabama, Alabama. Yes. Um, you know, and I do think Bryce Young goes first to Carolina. Yeah. Um, I, I think from what you read, and and it makes sense. Um, I think Bryce Young to Alabama is a good pick. Um, you know, if Houston stays put, uh, taking Will Anderson – makes makes a ton of sense when you when you're picking that high and Matt you alluded to it earlier um so many every year somebody goes out on a limb and takes somebody that almost you know the casual fans never heard of mm-hmm. and so many times it just doesn't work out for example the chicago i follow college football pretty closely Same. um and then all of a sudden Mitch Trubisky becomes the fourth pick in the draft one year um, you know, when there were very other logical players ahead of them. So I think sometimes at the beginning of the draft, you want to take the, the cleanest prospect and a, a player that you know is going to be really good. Um, so the Will Anderson pick makes sense. Um, D'Amico Ryans, uh, the new coach there, you, you look what he's done um, in San Francisco. He's um, a Bama, watch- he's the Bama guy too, right? He is a Bama guy. Yeah. Um, he's a, 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 you know, Will Anderson's a great player. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you had him going number five, but Jalen Carter's a menace. Yeah. Um, and on the field. And he, to me, um, he's just a, an outstanding and great football player. And they're not a whole, whole lot of people as big and as talented as Jalen Carter. So although I, I, I like Will Anderson going second, he probably is more likely to go second than Jalen Carter. But if I'm Houston, I'm probably taking Jalen Carter. Yeah. You know, um, team, you, you kind of just mentioned it too. So I think you used the term, and I've not heard it used, but I think it's a good way to describe it, clean prospects. Mm-hmm. Meaning you can project the things that they do in college to the NFL level. You can see glimpses of things that they do occasionally, but not well all the time, but things that can be coached up by professionals Mm -hmm. at that level. And, but I think what ends up happening is a lot of teams decide to either just chase nothing but upside or they go safe, which is kind of, I don't know. It's risky. It depends on where your team is, but yeah. yeah, Young feels at one to me, like he's cleanest and the things that, you know, people struggle with are things that he can't change anyway. So the eval is the eval. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So then Mike, you, you went um, three, you had the, the Cardinals trading to the Raiders. Yeah. Okay. And the Raiders taking a quarterback. Yes. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals trade, but I, I, I would be really surprised if the Raiders move up and take a quarterback. Um. I think uh, Josh McDaniels has to win pretty soon. Yeah. And uh-huh. I, hates it, I don't think, you know, and you had CJ Stroud going there and, and CJ Stroud's an outstanding quarterback. 
but I struggle to think that the Raiders are going to make do damage in the AFC West with a rookie quarterback in a must-win season for um, uh, Josh McDaniels against so, two teams that are going to be low. The Chargers will be back. They're yep. going to be. No, yeah. they're they're going to look great on paper and do yep. what they no, want. They're going to be. This is one of those years. Everybody forgot about them last year. This is the year they come back and they win a lot of games. I, I yeah, I struggled. I, and Maddie and I were talking about this on the show earlier in the week. We struggled to find the trade partner for the Cardinals. All right, so I've got it for you. you got okay. It? okay, I've got it. it for you. And I think this is going to be one of the big ones. And I think this is going to help shape the draft for the rest of the year. Because the Cardinals are going to stink. Yep. Yep. Okay. It doesn't matter who they draft. No. They're still going to stink. Yep. They right. Need, they need everything. They need everything. They need everything. So I think the Cardinals are going to trade down and they're going to trade down a little further than people think. And it's going to go to Tennessee at 11. At yep. 11. Yeah. And then I, Tennessee's going to trade their one this year and they're one next year and there's going to be all sorts of other picks yeah, around like fourth for a second yeah. yeah the madden special yeah yep yep um it's all going to shake itself out because i think like a cj stroud or will levis makes sense to tennessee yeah yep agree Tannehill's on his last year Tannehill's I on his hearing, last I year. Hearing, I keep hearing these Tannehill to Atlanta rumors, which doesn't make a lot of sense only because they got they just paid Heineke like pretty good backup money. I don't think anybody here believes Ritter's the answer. But right. I do have – so I love that trade. It makes a lot of sense to me. I could also see the Eagles moving up. I learned something today. I think it's over the last three drafts, but it might have been five. There have not been any draft day trades up into the top ten picks. Right during the draft in like five drafts. Yep. So I wonder if this is the year that we break that because uh, there's so much indecision. Yeah. So I like that. I like either of those. That, yeah. No, it makes a ton of sense. Um, any you can pick one or two others you want to poke right. holes in. All right. So so then I think you know then you had Levis going to the Colts makes sense. And then Jalen Carter going to Seattle makes total sense if he's not gone earlier. Um, I don't think, I think Will Anderson's floor is probably Detroit. I do too. Um, I think Tyree Wilson, um, you know, maybe you're looking at the ninth, 10th pick. Yep. Overall, I thought that was pretty good. Um, You know, you had the Falcons, uh, you know, taking a corner. Um. And living down here outside of Philadelphia, um, you know, I saw Paris Johnson and uh, Brian Breeze being your yep. two Eagles picks. Yeah, they're both logical picks. I think they they make some sense. Um, I wouldn't, you know, hurt a lot. I watched a lot of that his games last year and the last couple of years at Clemson. He's always out of the lineup. Yeah. yeah, he was a stud coming out, and he, you know, all freshman team, but he tore an ACL. He didn't yeah. play a he's, whole lot of games. Guys, but. Yeah, those big guys don't recover from those as well. And yeah. Wilson, too, he's got a foot injury that people are a yeah. little bit worried about. Yeah. And and then you had, you know, and as a Patriot fan, you had them taking Nolan Smith. Um, that, that's logical. I think they probably are hoping to take one of the offensive linemen. I think so, uh, too. Or a cornerback. You know, 
I was trying to get Darnell Wright over to a more Broderick Jones, but I just I think in mine I had um Gonzalez sliding down yeah. to them, which they would love Belichick would send that card in yeah. within two seconds. I think, you know, um you know, I, I, I personally like Broderick Jones. Yeah. Uh, I've you know, heard a lot of smoke there because they love those Georgia linemen. Yep. And you you look at the SEC and you look at the offensive and defensive linemen there. Um, and it's easy to project them into the NFL because that's who they play against every day in practice and every Saturday. It just you means because they're always playing against future NFL players. And I think that's one of the harder things um, to project in some of the other conferences where there just aren't as many players. And these, these kids can run up enormous statistics, um, you know, in in the PAC 10 or the big 10 or, you know, other conferences um, where they're just not playing week in week out the high level of, of competition. Well, even in practice too, right? Like, you know, Sertan's going against Jerry Judy and, you know, all those guys, um, you know, that that probably helps. Um, sure. to Smith. So, um, so three guys that if you were an NFL GM, um, okay, where who who would be the three guys that you're standing up on the table for, saying we've got to get them on the roster? Um, whether it's first round, second round guys that that you would you know absolutely quote unquote reach for compared to what. The, the NFL scouts and, and uh, I say, well, I think, um, I think history says that, that you win with some big guys. So I'll, I'll start with offensive linemen. I would be really, really surprised if Paris Johnson is not a really good NFL offensive lineman. Um, th- that would, that would shock me. Um, yes. you know, getting to watch a lot of Ohio state games, he, he, he just was dominant. Yep. Um, you know, so I, I thought him, um, the, uh, the tight end from Notre Dame, Michael Meyer, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I don't see any way that he's not a really good football player, um, for a long time in a good system. Um, and he's just he's just so um consistent um you know week in week out then the other player that um again I admit being an Alabama fan um Brian Branch yeah, yeah. quarterback safety like yeah. I was he's reading a lot he won't matter because he's a Bama guy and he's smart, but like yeah. he is the least athletic safety to come out in like so long. He is the worst athlete ever. Mm-hmm. He tested like I don't know if you guys do you follow um, RAS relative athletic score. Takes, I don't like on the list, but I don't. Yeah, it just see. aggregates every everything from the combine, which mm-hmm. you can decide how much you care about that, plus their pro day, plus like their actual measurables. And it goes from zero to 10. And he was like 2.4. Like he's mm-hmm. so unathletic, but I still see him mocked in the first everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's just, um, he, he's just a, a really good football player. Yep. Like smart, instinctual yep. and yep. always around the football. And the one thing that I kept reading about him when I was doing the first spot draft was just like leadership is off the charts. For yep. Him. Um, mm-hmm. And 
and he might be a slot corner. He might be a strong safety. And, you know, I, I think there, there's going to be a team that's going to, he's going to go somewhere and it's not going to be the most glamorous pick in the late first round or, or it's going to be a steal in the second round. And he's going to turn into like what uh, Winfield was in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All of a sudden you get those safeties in the second round because they're mm-hmm. not as valuable position wise. Yeah. I think the same thing with a few inside linebackers there. Um, so speaking of Bama guys that, you know, haven't been mocked. If you, if you're not following up, I know you're a huge Alabama fan. Are there guys going later in the draft that you think could potentially be stars? Stars? I don't know, but solid foot. I mean, obviously, you know, he's, he's not, um, later in the draft cause he's going to be probably late first, early second, but Jameer Gibbs is, is electric with the football he's had um seen some comparisons and people mock that he he has a lot of comparisons to an alvin camara um yeah you know uh the um you know you have bill o'brien who's got a lot of experience working with him Is, is that something that they might look look at um on day two you know i don't see jameer gibbs going 14 um, but it, is this a, a Patriot special where you trade from 14 to 28, I don't know, 28, pick up a, a 28 and a second round pick and, you know, move up in the second and add, add a third and that's Jameer Gibbs. He fits, um, the, uh, the linebacker, Henry Toa Toa, uh, yeah. I, I could see him as a, just the special team demon. Um, he's, he's a little small to be a, um, uh, a three down linebacker or an early down linebacker, but, but he, he's, he's a really talented, uh, football player and the tight end Cameron Latou, uh, yeah. probably needs a little bit more size. Um, he was a little inconsistent and now Al- Alabama tends to throw a little bit more to the outside with their, their wideouts, but in the right system, I think he's a talented guy who can, you know, move the chains, catch the ball in traffic, um, and probably be a, a, a contributor fairly early. Yeah. 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 We were talking the other day and just saying, like, you know, if you're on day three and you have your choice of Alabama, Georgia guy, or, you know, um, if you're not sure, yes, yeah, like, just yeah. make life easy. These are, you know, five star recruits that have been coached well for years. Like, mm-hmm. um, and you know that's you're you're the odds say that you're at the very least going to get a guy that can contribute in some way to the team whether that's like you know special teams or you know a a nickel corner like you're gonna get somebody who knows how to play football you'll get a little value out of them whereas most of those picks from the fifth round on just don't play they end up in the exit yeah so two more questions for you matt yep before we wrap it up and get ready for uh, for Thursday night, who who is the Pats pick? Who are the Patriots taking? I I think in a dream draft, I would I would be very happy if the Patriots walked out on Tuesday with Broderick um, Jones in the first round. Yeah, and I would be thrilled in the second round if they took the tight end out of Georgia. Okay, Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington. The 6'8". I think Belichick would just do it 
just to like say, yep. try. We've got five tight ends. It doesn't matter. We're going to put them all on the field, and they're all six six or or. I mean, bigger. he did just get burned trying to do that. So we don't know how how interested he is in going back to the well. He also could take Laporta to Iowa. Yep. Yep. Always there. But what what Washington's just a um, a matchup nightmare. Yeah, what? and I guess the worst case scenario is you keep him if he's in line, he's an extra lineman and you can get more time to get a play going. Whatever. I don't know what the, I don't know what um O'Brien's gonna run for an offense. No, I don't be, either. I don't he hasn't said anything about if he's gonna run the same one he's been running all over. So I don't really know what they're doing. But I think yeah, yeah we missed the days of having some dominant tight ends. I mean, that was just you, you, it was hard. You can't match up. There's nobody that yeah. can cover those guys. Jalen right. Ramsey couple other guys maybe Lattimore there's not enough guys tough enough to cover those those huge no, they're just matchup nightmares and you know I, I could also see maybe moving some stuff around it wouldn't shock me to see like a Zay Flowers out of Boston College they um, do like to draft guys that they could scout we were talking about this the other night Gibby and I when your pro team is close to the college team you get a really good look at these guys yep. and they all know them yep yep and they know um, the coaches so, um, so none of that would surprise me. Okay. So most important thing that we haven't covered, um, and, and I don't want to belittle, you You had a, a four-year college football career as a linebacker at Juniata. You played for sure. multiple seasons. And we talked to other people who've, you know, played at, at different levels of sports and like, you know, going to college and not necessarily going to the college that is division one or division two that, you know, you might, um, but you had an opportunity to play. So you had a great career there. Um, however, you were a, a hulking six foot, 200 pound uh, quarterback in high school running first. I'd yeah. love to hear at Conestoga. I'd love to hear the, um, the self scouting and the self assessment on, you know, what, are there any player cops you throw out for yourself? Well, I was unique, Mike. I, I mean, I, I was definitely in a, a, in a unique situation. Um, I was a wishbone quarterback. Wow. Yeah, in high school. And that was back in the day when Oklahoma had Jamel Holloway. Um, so that that really is pushing it. So he he was always somebody that I tried to emulate. But you know the defensive coordinators when, when they scouted us, you know they they wanted to make me throw the football um, because I was a quarterback and did not have a great arm. Um, but I made up for it by being really slow, so they could pack everybody in between the tackles. And forced me to try to either throw the ball outside or run outside. And then they figured they had eight guys on the field that could catch me. So um, I, I, wa- I was a defensive coordinator's dream as, as a quarterback. I, I think you're selling yourself short. Um, <laughs> you put the Conestoga team on your back for a year or two. And you made some things happen. Um, there you go. So um, anyway, uh, Matt, thank you. Um, thanks yeah. for joining. This was a lot of fun, Mike for making it happen um you're gonna probably you know i i might change phone numbers if i were you uh mm-hmm. just the amount of media that's gonna be coming after you. <laughs> people love gibsons there's a lot of gibsons out there all right very famous but uh thank you very much this is a lot of fun and um maddie everyone enjoy the draft weekend uh you'll see the content at one night pinehurst.com and uh where all of your favorite podcasts can be found um to, to stream so good night, 
the fertile grounds that the Millie Boys' success will be born on and grown on are this there week. So, all right. Thank you.